It is another gorgeous day in Ketchikan, Alaska. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. Welcome to First City Forum. I am so excited to be sharing the next hour or so with you. I have a wonderful guest here. Romanda Simpson with the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition is joining me live in the studio. And I think we're just going to like talk about the weather and <laughs> try to figure out how we can end the show early so we can go sit in the sun. No, I'm just joking. I know the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition comes on every Every single month gives us updates about all of the incredible work that they do. Oh my gosh, golly, I can hardly even keep track. It's like one thing after another, <laughs> after another, after another. It's so wonderful. We, our team has really grown in the last, gosh, a year and a bit. And it is incredible just to see how much we're doing. And people always ask like, wait, what does the coalition do? Right. And it's like, it's wellness. Okay. like, And wellness is such a... An interesting concept because wellness affects us in so many different ways, right? So we we actually focus on all eight dimensions of wellness, um, which is why people are like, I don't really know what you do. I saw you over here and I saw you here yeah. and I saw you here. And they're all not related half the time. Right. But they all contribute to our overall wellness. Right. And mm-hmm. and really the wellness of the community because yes. all of the different things that you do uh, impact different sectors yep. and different people age you know age groups demographics just yes. all of that stuff yes. you know yes. our you know our our vision is really to create a thriving and healthy community that people choose to live in right so. Yeah, That's yeah. All those aspects. Yes. All right. So what's going on? I know you have a giant list. Should we? <laughs> <laughs> and I laugh because I'm like, I sometimes lose track of all the things that we're doing. Yeah. Um, it's And it's really exciting. So for those that are not that familiar with the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition, we are a coalition, which means that we're an umbrella organization for individuals, groups, um, uh, other partner organizations in the, in the community, nonprofits, the city. We work with everybody to basically address wellness in all different ways. So we have behavioral health, we have substance use prevention, we have a re-entry program. Um, we do just fun things like this Walk Southeast Challenge. Uh, we also have a health equity program. Um, we do Island Recycles, which focuses a lot on environmental issues. Um, we do strengthening cultural unity. Um, so like, it's everything and all things. So right now, I mean, if you guys have hopefully seen around town, and I was speaking to Michelle a couple of weeks ago about it early on in the month, um, May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It is. And I saw your post on Facebook. Yeah. We're like, oh, Tatsudas, we could have done this. And the thing is, it's such an opportunity for us to really... I don't know, connect with and understand the history of um, Asian American and Pacific Islanders in our community. Like Ketchikan is vibrant and full of individuals with that um, background. So we have had signs up around town mm-hmm. celebrating this. Um, this was our first year of really featuring it and like, you know, kind of imp- making things happen around it. So I think over the next couple of years, it'll probably grow. I'm hoping there'll be some sort of food celebration because, you know, yes. food and me is... Well, yep. food and everybody. <laughs> right. And food is actually such a huge part of that culture. And that's right. why we have such great, delicious restaurants in our community. Right. Um, right. And... I love well. I love that because the Asian American, the culture, those those people, those families. I mean, that goes so far back into yeah. the you know the very early years of Ketchikan, yes. not just Ketchikan, but the region yeah. really, and our area. And and it, there are stories that don't get. Uh, 
don't get talked about a lot or people mm-hmm. that don't get a lot of recognition. Um, and so I love that, uh, that we're celebrating this now. I yeah. gen- genuinely sad <laughs> that we didn't do it when, when Tatsudas was around right. because it, it just, you know, really could have been, been a huge part. Yeah, yeah. it w- really, I, I posted <laughs> on Facebook. I was like, I wish I knew about this when Tatsudas was around, we would have had a big sale. We would have sold a lot of rice and, you know, I, we would have had a big Asian food, Asian food sale, but yeah. it would have been in that, you you know, in that vein of just helping to bring awareness and celebrate all of the different cultures that fall into Asian, American, and Pacific Islander, you know, because there's so many, it's very broad. Super vibrant. Um, And we've, so we've got Archie is our newest, one of our newer um, teammates. And he's done a fabulous job of sharing little tidbits on our Facebook page. Uh, You know, Kaneyama, that's a, that's a program that not everybody knows about, right? It's with the schools and they actually go to Japan right and it's I mean that's that's been going on for a long long time yes um, he had a question out so if you've got a favorite food go to our Facebook page and share what you know what's your go-to like food. Japanese food or nope. just Asian any Asian Co- okay. Pacific Islander food. oh so very nice is it poke is it um, sushi is mm-hmm. it uh, is it you know yakisoba right it, yakisoba is it, you know whatever it might be for lumpia. you lumpia lumpia <laughs> <Bani>. yeah <laughs> we could keep going yeah we, we really could <laughs> so it's it's been fun I mean food is a, is a big part but he's you know he's been doing such a great job of sharing what's been going on they actually also the health equity program really is focusing on um, elevating the voices of our Filipino community in healthcare and Mm -hmm. making sure that it's culturally responsive mm-hmm. and because we have a healthcare system that is very structured in a certain way and sometimes that misses out on on cultural components so they're doing a really great job and they actually had a um so in our communities of color we often see health outcomes that are not um the same as our caucasian community and that's across the board that's mm-hmm. not in just in Kenya. that's that's across the nation actually and oftentimes in many other countries as well so this program is really trying to um, focus on improving the health outcomes. And so last weekend, they did a blood pressure right. activity at the mall. And actually, it was open to anybody. Okay. So it wasn't just for our Filipino community members, but um, it's through that program. And we had 23 people come out and uh, measure their blood pressure. And it's like people forget how important our blood pressure is because that actually is an ind- indicator of a lot of different health issues. Right. Um, and we do have a lot of people with high blood pressure in our community. Mm-hmm. And there are ways in which you can manage it mm-hmm. and have a healthier life. So um, if you haven't had your blood pressure, pressure checked recently, you should do so. Go There's do free that. ones at Walmart. I know that. <laughs> are they open now? Because... Oh, right. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. Oh, goodness. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you could go to your doctor. You can go to your... Or, you know, but I, I'm sure Blood they're open now. Blood pressure cuffs are, are, you know, you can get those too. You can. So, especially if you're kind of concerned about it. It's a good thing right. to check in. So. Right. For sure. Um, so, that was really exciting. And they're going to be having... They have a Hot Soft to Health series every month where they feature different um, aspects of health. Okay. And so, it is always open to all of our community. Um, keep your eyes peeled next month. Um, they're in the works of planning it. I, I can't share yet because I'm not allowed to. So I'll um, I'll just say that, you know, get out there and celebrate. Oh, that's my oh. husband. Sorry. <laughs> um, celebrate uh, uh, the month 
uh, as you see fit. Go right. And, go and maybe check out one of the restaurants or one of the, the stores that are owned. Yes. Um, and yes. something to celebrate it. Yes. Yes. I just planted some seeds in my brain. So, yeah, yeah I need to do that. Well, I was lucky because Alma... Um, brought over some pants at yesterday and I was like oh, yeah jealous 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 <laughs> when we had uh when Tatsudas was open and Gigi was our sweet little uh sweet checker she worked for us for so many years I miss her oh. and she would just bring like pans it to the store oh so nice I know. it's like, like a little bonus cooked for everybody here you go oh, right oh, I love it um so another really exciting thing, um, Catherine, I don't know if you signed up or not. Did you see the Walk Southeast Challenge? I did see the Walk Southeast did you Challenge. I did not oh, join. You missed out this year. So Dang. Next year. So registration is closed. And okay. Walk Southeast was actually a challenge thrown down by the Juno Recreation Centers. Oh. Yeah. They said, so they did started it three years ago. And the idea was to get people out walking, right? right? Then they're like, hey, if it's called Walk Southeast, we should really engage our other Southeast communities. So Wrangell and Petersburg joined last year. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think it was Wrangell who won last year. Really? Which was nice. Ew, that is nice. <laughs> it is nice. And then this year, they had reached out to, to us in Ketchikan. And I was like, of course we're going to participate. And of course we're going to beat Juno. So um, it's kind of a fun little community challenge. And the great news is, we actually have a community trophy this time made by somebody in Ketchikan. Oh, wonderful. So um, those that did it, we had 389 people register. What? Which for our first year was phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Yeah, my, my goal was 300 and we totally blew it out the water. So I was really excited. Um, and so if you know of somebody who is participating in the Southeast, Southeast Walk Challenge, please, please, please encourage them. Give them high fives. Let them know that you're doing a great job. And hey, if you didn't get to register this year, that's okay. Track your miles. See which community you can reach. So Juno is 297 miles away, Mm -hmm. right? Craig is 22 miles away. Mm -hmm. So over the course of May 1st to September 1st, how many miles can you walk, right? So which community could you visit in Southeast Alaska without leaving Ketchikan? That's fun. Right? It is fun. Yeah. And so we, we have a list, and it is actually on our website if you wanted to see, you know, how far is each community. And if you personally want to just track your miles and see at the end, on September 1st, I reached Petersburg, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's a great way for us to feel connected to our Southeast neighbors. Yeah. While also getting out and enjoying our beautiful trails. There right. is a new trail. There's a new trail? With Sasquatch. Oh. Yes. It's... um. It's part of a, I think it's part of like a tour area. Group. Right. Um, and I just heard about it on Facebook at oh. the Hiking Ketchikan group. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to research this. I know. This. And I'm like, I have to go and find. And it's open to the public? To I believe like- you can. I'm sure there's probably times that you're closed or whatever, but I haven't looked into it yet. Oh, okay. So. Okay. But you are, okay. you can walk on Rainbird. You can walk the yes, docks. There's a lot. There's on- a lot days like today yeah oh gosh you could just walk all over the place yes. so so walk southeast and so you started may 1st yeah and then and then basically people are walking or running and just tracking your miles yep. then or do hiking they, or hiking do they input them at on the website then no so they, or how everyone receives a tracker it's a it's oh. a physical copy oh. and you manually write it down oh, okay um, Juno is testing out a like an app tracker. Okay. But because it wasn't tested and they didn't know how the hiccups, I'm like, let's just start 
let's just start basic and right. make sure everybody is having a successful year. Right. So we just manually track it. Oh, and then we have fun. like these little stars that tell us, oh, you've reached Craig. <laughs> there are great prizes. Um, some local uh, companies donated prizes, but also Alaska Airlines has a round trip tickets. Oh. So you missed out, Catherine. I darn it. But I don't did. worry. We will be doing it again we'll next year. We'll be doing it again next year. 100%. Okay. And so Juno, just, just as a side note for those that, have that like competitive streak in them. I just like to beat anybody, but um, <laughs> I know that like Juno and Ketchikan have this thing. So Juno ended up having, I think, 813 registrants. Okay. But this is the third year they've been yeah. doing it. So we almost have half. Right. In the I, first year. My So the next year's goal is to beat their registrations. Because wouldn't that be fun? If we're like, you know, a third of their size, mm-hmm. but we... We beat their, beat registration. their registrations. I was like, yeah. So, yeah. so for next year, you'll keep it too. But for this year, you know, you can you can um, see the the tracking and participate and just see which yeah which southeast community you can walk to. I think that's really fun. Yeah, uh, it's a great way awesome. to stay healthy. It is. It's a great way to stay healthy and then like feel a little more I don't know connected, connected. a bit to yes. our area. You yeah, know? and we do like cheer each other on. That's what I'm saying. Like if you see mm-hmm. somebody out there, and um, Tongass Treks is our local hiking challenge, yes. and they do hike. Yes. So for those that are, you know, aren't physically maybe not able to do some of the hiking, this is a great because we also do like roll like you can you can have a wheelchair and you can roll and participate. Yeah, your stair climber counts. Their treadmills count. Because technically on a stair climber, you are climbing up a mountain. You are. This is (laughs) very true. (laughs) Very, very true. Yeah, that's really um, that's been fun fun to participate in yeah it's been really great so how far have you walked so far so funny enough so i'm not eligible for any of the people like why should i walk but i walk with my husband Mm -hmm. and we just hit craig so we're at 23 miles and craig Uh, is at 22 miles good job yeah we walk with my daughter she's she's (laughs) almost 11 months this week my husband carries her not me oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah i did do i did actually carry her on uh rainbird about halfway through, he was like, all right, your turn. Your turn. I'm like, got it. Yep. Let's go for this. So mm. She's fun. She loves the outdoors. That's wonderful. And that's cool, too. You could do this as a family. And we mm-hmm. actually did have quite a few families register together with their kids under 15. Yeah. And it's wonderful because you're showing the children, like, active ways. Yeah. And, and it's connecting. And right. It's, yeah. It's right. been fun to watch the families mm, post and stuff. So special. Okay. So Asian American, uh, South Pacific, South Pacific Islander yeah. Heritage Month. We have Walk Southeast. Yeah. That is happening. Bringing awareness just for next year. If you haven't registered, what's, what else? So probably one of my most exciting moments of my year um we talked about food yeah and how important food is to culture to space to place to people and we i'm not sure if you've seen it we do have our plating up the tongas ketchikan community um cookbook Mm -hmm. and it has been brilliant Mm. um people are are have loved it um we printed it over two years ago Mm -hmm. we were going to do a second edition last year but it's really hard in a pandemic to like do everything so we are doing our second edition this year. Oh, great. So everyone can have the opportunity to share their favorite recipe that utilizes uh, an ingredient that is harvested locally. And not from like your garden that like you plant your peas and stuff. But what do you, what can we see and eat um, in Southeast Alaska, here in Ketchikan in particular, there's such an abundance 
of food sources. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have land and sea um, and air, technically. technically. There is some grouse. There are grouse. grouse yes, right? there are grouse. And I know people who hunt grouse and have yes. actually like hunted and gotten a grouse oh, when good. they hunted them. Yeah, so, and my husband loves grouse. Yeah. He said that they're delicious. Yeah. So, um, so in whichever way you may hunt or harvest um, or fish or shrimp or, you know, anything from the sea, uh, you can submit your recipe. But in addition to recipes, we're really looking for stories and or activities mm-hmm. that we can connect to that. So mm-hmm. if you've read the book, the, the Tongass, um, the Plain Up the Tongass cookbook, you will have seen that almost every single recipe has a mini story attached to it about the importance of that recipe to somebody or a story about harvesting the, you know, the food at some point. And it's just like sharing funny things or like how did they create this recipe? Yeah. Or, you know, some things are, are, are really touching and then others are pretty basic like you know I slid down a side of a hill trying to get this best berry tree or something you know but those are so fun to read again it brings the connection to our fellow community members Um, and great news is all of the proceeds from these books when we sell them they all go back into funding programs in our community related to supporting nutrition and health in particular on our children but also any sort of like general health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Um, It does help support the community gardens, for example. Mm. Um, So any sort of initiative around kind of food, um, we are able to fund those programs. There's oftentimes there's like a little small thing that only needs a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. And when we have that funding avenue, that's an easy win. Yes. Right. We don't have to go and find a grant or find other ways or, you know, so, um, so you can contribute, and then you can also purchase. And there is still for purchase okay. the first editions. Okay. Um, if you want to go to the store, Parnassus and Kitchen Dry Goods both carry it. Thank you to them. And then we also have it on site at our office. So okay. you could swing by our office and um, get it tax-free from us. And um, it's really inexpensive, and it's a great story. And then you can kind of see... And think about what recipe you might want to see. Yeah, I just, you know, I just have so many thoughts just even about owning that, owning that cookbook mm-hmm. and whether you buy it as a gift for, mm-hmm. you know, for people who live away from Ketchikan or, you know, who used to live here or right. when people come to visit, like right. you have it and then you can go and harvest it and then try the recipe. Try the recipe. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean, some of those recipes are incredible. I've definitely tried a large number of them. I haven't tried them all. Maybe I should do that this summer. Because we're in harvest season now. That's a fun goal. Yeah. Like yeah. one a day or something. Right. There is, I mean, there is some really unique ones. Um, uh, there was uh, pickled chanterelles. Okay. That I really wanted to try last year. Uh-huh. But our chanterelle hunting did not go as oh. good as I had hoped. So we had oh, very few. So we ate them fresh. You did many. <laughs> yeah. I don't even go harvesting mushrooms because I don't know how to. Okay. So, and I, yeah. I, 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 you know, kind of edge on that side of safety so I don't pick the wrong ones. Well, and that's really important. <laughs> and, and that's with any harvesting. I think we mm-hmm. also have to recognize, and, you know, Naomi Michelson, she did a fabulous introduction for the last edition, and I'm so grateful to her and her time and thoughtfulness. Um, we had great discussions about over-harvesting and also recognizing that we are living on traditional lands. And so how do we respect those cultures and communities that that is their way to connect to the culture? And if we are over-harvesting or harvesting really poorly with poor practices, 
we're actually negatively impacting our community as a whole. Right. So really being conscious and purposeful in our harvest practices. Um, and uh, Naomi had shared some really great tips at the at the front of that book. Um, you know, just not over harvesting is one of the most simple things, you know, people should never know that you were there. Mm -hmm. And if there's 10 mushrooms, you don't take all 10 mushrooms, you leave them there so that they can replenish themselves. Mm -hmm. Really, really good ideas um, to do that. So, um, you know, really acknowledging um, those community members that have been here since time immemorial. um, And it's a beautiful home that we get to call yes. ours home now. Yes. Um, and we're grateful for them, you know, sharing that with us now. Right. So um, exciting plating at the Tongas. We are accepting uh, recipes starting June 1st. Okay. And we will accept them through till September 1st. Um, that means you have all summer to go out and take pictures while you're harvesting. You know, we do need high quality so that we can put them in the book. Okay. You get credit for it and everything. Um, but you don't have to submit a picture with it. Okay. So, like, but you could also take a picture of what you cooked, you know, right. and, and send that, show what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so we'd love to love, 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 love to have your recipes that are special to you or Yay. that you want everybody to be able to share. If you have that, like, one recipe that uses huckleberries that everyone speaks about, share that with us. Right. We'd all love to taste that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A few, I don't even know how many years ago, I made the most delicious salmon berry pie, Mm. which was because salmon berries are so seedy that you wouldn't want to. And and this one was like you, um, I put the salmon berries and like got the juice out of them and like put them through a sieve or something. Mm -hmm. So I just took the salmon berry juice and then created whatever. I don't know. I found it on the internet somewhere. I should try and find it, cook it again, and then I can share it and I can be yeah. in a cookbook too. Well, so and so if you that's actually a good point. So if you do use somebody else's recipe, oh, good to you know. need to make an adaptation to it okay. in order to be able to include it. So something substantial, not like yes, not like I didn't top it with almonds or something. Right. You know, something substantially different, but that you took it as an idea so then we credit the original source. Right. Um, but that's totally okay. We yeah. can do that as long as you're crediting it and then you're just kind of sharing what was the substantial change. How how you made it your own. Exactly. Yeah. That you might be unique So to I hear. can't like claim Bobby Flay's mm, like no. darn. No. I'm sure you've got something else. No, I do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you haven't spent much time around my house, but that's okay. <laughs> Are you a cook or not a cook? I don't know. It's not my favorite thing to do. Okay. Do you like baking though? It sounds like maybe. Uh, I have at different points in time, you know, I'll be okay. like, oh, I just go through spurts and I'll, okay. you know, and I'll do stuff. But it's, I don't, the last couple of years though have been such a weird. Yes. Just for everybody. And then for me personally. You know what's funny? I love grocery shopping. Really? Which is weird because most people hate it. But I just. There was something soothing about, you know, having my list and going and finding it. And I also like price check and go back, you know, but I haven't done it since COVID. Like I, I have a baby daughter and I was going through IVF. And so I actually didn't feel good about going into public places very much. And so it's this weird thing where I kind of miss it, but I've also come to appreciate somebody else getting my groceries. Yeah. Um, But it's like, same with cooking. Like I used to cook all the time. And then with a baby, I'm like, 
Yeah, you don't have, you just don't Can have somebody the, cook for me? you don't have the capacity, yeah. just like the, that mental capacity. Yeah. I was yeah, super into sourdough. Um, Sharon Monreen wow. gave me like this 80 year old sourdough starter from some uh, like logging camp over on Prince of Wales in 2019, I think. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I was doing all the work yeah. on how to take care of sourdough, sourdough starter and you have to feed it like you know, a billion times a day. It it really, really is. And then I was, you know, learning how to make sourdough because cooking with it is not easy. Um, You have to like figure out all the quirks and things like that. And then I finally was like consistently producing good sourdough loaves Mm. and all of that stuff. And then I gave my start to a starter to a very dear friend in very in early 2020 because I was going to California for two weeks and she promised she would take care of oh. it for me. And then the landslide happened <gasps> and I came back home and I couldn't, um, I just did like, I was like, I can't even take care of my my sourdough starter. This is terrible. No, I have other priorities than <laughs> yeah, my sourdough. I can't. I can't. And so, anyways, oh, so she's been happily living in my freezer for uh, a couple of years. Yeah, I don't know how she's doing. I have no idea how yeah. sourdough works. I and to be honest, I I have this like desire to just to have a sourdough starter and like really utilize it. But it also gets overwhelming. Yeah, it, it is overwhelming so. because it, it, it is a living entity yeah. that you have to feed. Yeah. And you can't do specific things with it. And then also your story is like, then I feel like obligated to this like history of right. sourdough that, oh my gosh, what if I kill it? Yeah. So I just, I love eating sourdough. So if somebody out there can make me there you go. a beautiful Perfect. loaf. That's all you need. I will enjoy it. Yeah. But, um, no, it's a lot yeah. of work. It's like a 15 hour process or something to make a loaf of bread. <laughs> it's funny because I'm thinking like gardening. So like I'm trying to become a gardener. And if you have not heard, Catch Ken Wellness Coalition supports the community gardens. We, um, it's not us that are doing it. It's really a great group of volunteers that are are making it happen but we do support it so I got a plot this year and I was like yes because I've grown vegetables at my house and it's not been uh, we don't have sun and so I was like this isn't successful yeah and I don't know but did you guys like know the weather that happened this month and then there was these birds I don't know how like these birds (laughs) there were these birds (laughs) (laughs) and of course but they just came through at the right time we had just planted all of our leafy greens and they ate all of the greens and I'm like is it just me this is really hard but the good news is is that the community there's a Ketchikan Community Gardens Facebook page Mm -hmm. Facebook group and like everyone's so encouraging so like I wrote that all my pea starts like I they just didn't work and everyone's like don't give up you can still start them so I didn't know this but okay I mean it's not too late especially because yeah, peas are late, they're fast growers yeah and it's a late start to oh, the year anyways yeah, because yes. of the weather yeah it's been so cold so, so cold everything is behind schedule yeah so really great resources if you haven't been to the commons there's a seed library there's mm-hmm. also one up at the library by the way um, but we do a, a seed vault is what we call ours and um, there's tons of seeds so if you need some seeds people can go there yeah and if you need help it's not too late yeah we so um, Kristen uh, with the Wellness Coalition was on here with me last month mm-hmm. and we had Jessica who was representing the yes. community gardens and she was just filling us in She's on brilliant. yeah on all of the all the stuff I think Kristen and I were just we were like frantically taking <laughs> notes on everything well and that's it like Jess is part of that the Facebook group so uh, you know if you are on Facebook join the Ketchikan Community Gardens it's not limited to those that are in the gardens um, it's great resources people are like uh, what's this bug 
Yeah. What is this? And and Dave, uh, Char- uh, CJ uh, also has great knowledge and is willing right. to share. And Marzette's super enthusiastic because she just shares like, oh my gosh, look at this webinar. Here's another one. And so there's lots of information on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like I should transition into sort of our second, I guess, uh, second half of the show. Let's do that. Should we take a break? Yes. And then, okay, so we are going to take a quick break, get some messages from our sponsors. I'm Catherine Tatsuda having a great conversation with Romanda Simpson from the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition. We'll be back in just a few more minutes. Hold on, you guys. And we are back with First City Forum. I'm Catherine Tatsuda, so thankful to spend some time with you on this lovely Ketchikan day. My guest in the studio with me is Romanda Simpson. She is the executive director for the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition. And we had been having just a lot of fun conversation. Uh, fun. <laughs> it is always fun. I was like, oh, it's been a while since we've spoken. This is great. Um, and the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition just... Like, you guys just always have a million different things happening um, that impact so many different people in our community at so many different levels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, I know. I know. I love everything that we do. Good. <laughs> Which is great because to love your job is a good thing. It is a good thing. Yes. It's it's a very and you have Speaking a great. Of, we did the job fair. We you know, did do the job fair. Yeah, we. Uh, I, Romanda and I. Well, you did most of the legwork and like yeah. doing everything. Yeah. But yeah, you coordinated. There was over thirty. Was thirty six. Uh, there were thirty six employers employers yeah. at the job fair um, that was live in person at the plaza a couple weeks ago. Yep. May eleventh. And yeah, it was great to just have all those people in the same. Room. Mm-hmm. And it was like another one of those random things that we, as the Wellness Coalition, sort of pick up. Right. Um, and, you know, th- this year, funny enough, the job center was understaffed mm-hmm. and just weren't able to host it like they normally would. And it was like, but there was a lot of requests for it. So it's like, you know what? This is something that our community needs. Yep. This is an issue. So like, yep, we'll step in and, and support that. So, you know, I was like, I'm not going to do this alone. I call the community partners. Right. Here's what you can do. Here's how you help. You know, <laughs> the plaza was really great. Judy Zengi there. Uh, Michelle from the chamber helped yeah. promote it to the businesses and everything. So, um, you know, grateful for you to be there and, and helping uh, announce and stuff. So, like, things like that we do randomly yes. when the need is there. Right. So, if, you know, if you're a community member and you are like, hey, here's an issue and here's a solution, mm-hmm. here's the idea, this is what I think could work, come to us. Like, let's see how we can support you. Yeah. Um, we have task forces. So, um, a task force is basically a group of individuals that are all committed to the same goals. Um, and so, for example, we have our behavioral health task force. And that's a, a great segue, actually. They focus on reducing stigma around mental health and wellness and also reducing suicide ultimately. So how do they do that? They work together, and that's that's individuals that are just passionate about it. That's uh, representatives from different nonprofits. That's representatives from our local governments. They're all there working together to try and solutions, initiatives. Um, we do try to focus on evidence-based programming, mm-hmm. so things that have been proven to really make an impact. Um, and then we also just do, I mean, things that are like communication, getting education out there, that's so important, right? Letting people know about resources. Right. Interestingly enough, that was one of the biggest things um, that used to be my position a long time ago was the coordinator for that program when I first started. And people, the, what was identified as a need through a community assessment was that people just don't know what the resources are, mm-hmm. like how to access them. Mm-hmm. So the behavioral health program has really taken a lead on trying to compile all of the resources in our community 
Um, we have the Ketchikan 123. It's a resource guide. It's a physical printed copy of the basic resources that you might need. So health, um, physical health, mental health, you know, our uh, support groups, um, substance use treatment programs, um, chiropractic, um, elder care, disability care. Uh, so all of the programs that like really are those fundamental stepping stones for us to have a healthy life. So that's a printed copy. We do have them at our office. Um, we do have a PDF version on our website. And then also we are in our beta testing for a, 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 a website mm-hmm. and an app mm-hmm. so that you'll be able to save uh, favorites, you know, add favorites to it. And then there'll be more detail about how to access the resource. So if there's eligibility requirements, how long to, does it take to get that service, yeah. you know, from start to finish. So yeah. That's been a huge program. Um, And then eventually they will be actually recruiting for community navigators, which will really feature um, the strength of the community to help each other. Okay. Um, By having volunteers that can support somebody else and finding the right resource for them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we get like people calling us like, hey, this is my situation. And they just describe it to us. Mm -hmm. And then we go through, okay, these are the resources that could help you. Mm -hmm. So we're going to actually recruit volunteers that Mm -hmm. can do that on kind of an ad hoc basis. Oh, wonderful. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, That's leaning towards probably fall-ish. Okay. 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 But really great thing. So resources is important. Um, Which brings us to like, this is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yeah. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And we really want to make sure that we are encouraging people to put a focus on your own mental wellness. It's been a tough couple years. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody is experiencing PTSD, even though you may not know it. It shows up differently for different people. Right. Um, even our mental health and wellness, like what we need to take care of ourselves is so different, mm-hmm. right? Like. A bath can be great for some people and other people need to go and kickbox, right? Right. And that's cool. Figure out what works for you, but do prioritize that this month. Um, The focus of the task force this month was on maternal mental health. Um, And so that uh, across the board, people are not aware of just how prevalent uh, postpartum depression can be um, and what to do and how Mm -hmm. to support them. So um, it is a normal experience of many women. Um, and so there's no shame in seeking support afterwards, but the group really put a lot of effort this month into providing that. So they did like a yoga for moms and um, they're having a lot of really great uh, uh, tips and tricks on how to support yourself or new moms that you know of. Um, and it's on the Catch Can Behavioral Health Task Force Facebook page. Oh, okay. So that's where you can find that information. If you haven't already followed it, you should. It's, yes. it's got great little tidbits all the time. Um, and also the great thing that they're going to be doing is uh, they've got about 20 bags that they're going to bring to the Peace Health Labor and Delivery. And as we all know, when baby comes, guess who gets a lot of love? Baby! Baby! <laughs> Um, so this was a way for us to, this group decided they wanted to support new moms in taking care of them and really giving mom a gift. And so it's a great little goodie bag full of um, snacks and a beautiful little um, insulated mug. Um, and so there's, there was great things that were very thoughtfully curated mm-hmm. after surveying new moms yeah what could have helped you when you were leaving the hospital right um so that's really wonderful that that group put that together and then um another really great thing that i'd like to share is that the mental health first aid training 
is back. So we did take a hiatus because of COVID. We did try to do one online. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It, it wasn't it's great. Just, it's not the same, you yeah. know. So we are doing these in in person, and there's two. So June 11th. It's a full day training and that's for adults that are supporting other adults. So any general community member that wants to learn the, you know, tools and techniques that you can do to support somebody um, and like what to do. It's really a step-by-step action plan. We practice it in the training. Um, it's it's fabulous. I'm a, I'm a trainer. So I, I really believe in this as a, as a training. It's, and you do get certified just like, physical first aid Mm -hmm. you get a three-year certification so um i I do encourage you to register on june 25th i will be facilitating a the curriculum that's designed for adults supporting youth oh so if you have a young person in your life any age young person i would highly recommend you register for this training um it will provide you with um tangible actions that you can take to support a young person that might be experiencing a mental health challenge mm-hmm. and um, really supporting them through, I mean, it's high school is very difficult. High school is very difficult. And so as parents, as aunts, as family friends, it really is our responsibility to take care of these youth and make sure that they feel like they've got someone to talk to mm-hmm. and that you also, we all think that we can do it. And then when it gets time for something really intense or like, Oh, what do I do? Am I going to say something wrong? And then I don't say anything at all that, you know, we will practice with you. Like, let's, let's say what, what would we actually say? What does that sound like? So mm-hmm. um, that's June 25th mm-hmm. again, full day. And you can register uh, with us. So do contact us, reach out okay. um, for both of those upcoming trainings. And I think it's really important right now, um, because if we take a moment to recognize all of those families that are down in Texas that are likely having a really difficult time. Um, and I think it's especially important to recognize how do we support our kids now, even though it's far away. Right. It's still here. They still hear it. It still affects us. That's how I learned about it was through my daughter. Right. Who's in high school. So how do we process that? Yeah. And Kristen's done a really great job. Um, She has pulled together some quick resources for parents Mm -hmm. and people that have young people in their life on how to talk to our youth about this type of an issue, in particular, um, one that it, although it, it's, it's affecting our their younger children mm-hmm. involved. And um, how do we help them process through these types of really serious issues? Yeah. Challenges that yeah. we face as communities. Yes. So um, again, those resources will be put onto the Ketchikan Behavioral Health Task Force page. Um, we will funnel on our Ketchikan Wellness Coalition page. Mm-hmm. We'll funnel you to that um, that resource. But for parents that are just not sure, like, do I even address this? What do I say? You right. know, this feels really big. Um, you're not alone. <laughs> this is a normal thing to think about and, and be thoughtful about. So please do reach out. If you don't have Facebook, please reach out to our office. Just call our office and we'll make sure we put you in touch with Kristen and she can share the resources directly with you. Oh, good. Um, so there is that. Um, and then as part of that, I mean, it's it kind of segues into another program that the that the task force had identified um, gun safety mm-hmm. has been a, a, a really important aspect um, of, of a couple different things in life. You know, that it, uh, uh, a stored gun that's safely stored 
saves lives, right? So how can we support safe storage of firearms, right? Especially in Alaska, we acknowledge and recognize that there are a lot of gun owners and Okay, great. So let's keep those in a safe place that we know um, for all reasons and purposes, uh, they are securely stored. So um, they actually are offering free gun locks to anybody who needs one. Um, You can come down to our office. We are at 602 Dock Street. We're right across the street from the uh, museum, Mm -hmm. right in the same building as 55 North cafe so pop in grab yourself a coffee walk down the hall come see Kristen, and she will no questions asked you say i'd like a gun lock done gun lock is in your hand um and that was a really good initiative that they actually started earlier this month um as part of may mental health awareness month Mm -hmm. but um you know ultimately it does reduce suicides if we secure our our guns but also um it keeps our children safe right we just i mean accidents happen and so what can we do as responsible adults store them securely, right. you know, and so a gun lock is one way. So we are offering them for free. Awesome. I would suggest that if you have a gun and do not have a safe storage, please do come visit us. We'd love to see you and, and give you one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that those are all really important things that are happening. Um, and I have a really quick question yeah. about the mental health first aid classes. Okay. Um, are they, is there a fee associated with them? Or, yeah. Yes. Great question. So we do charge a $30 fee um, okay. and that covers some of the materials that we provide um, and our, you know, continues the program moving forward. So okay. um, it's $30 and you can pay by cash check or credit card. Um, and re- registration is required okay. because there's a little bit of pre-work, just like a kind of a little mini reading before the class so that we can make sure that we get out in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the class is full. I mean, it's, yeah. we really utilize our time. Um, and so if you do the pre-work, it helps us stay on time. Yes, yes, totally understandable. Yeah. So uh, June 11th for the adult to adult yes. mental health first aid class. Um, and then June 25th for the adult to youth uh, yes. mental health first aid class. And you can yes. get in touch with the Wellness Coalition to register or to find out more information, um, like the actual And we have times limited seating yeah. as okay. well. So because of COVID, we are... So normally we could have trained up to 30 people in one class. Ah. But with COVID, we're keeping it kind of a lot a lot smaller. smaller. I think, I can't remember if it was 15 or 20 was our maximum. Okay. Maximum. So um, I do encourage you to register soon because it will fill up. Right. Um, we haven't had them in, in, in quite a few years. Um, so please do take advantage of this. It's a great, it's well worth the investment. The I've been a trainer now for four years and the constant feedback I get from uh, those that have attended is like, everybody should take this. Yeah. Oh my goodness, everyone should take this. Yeah. I've had people call me the next day and say, I am so grateful I took that yesterday because I just had a friend, um, it was a faith leader and somebody had reached out to them with suicidal thoughts, mm-hmm. but they knew exactly what to do, how to support that person and they were able to do that. Mm-hmm. We've had another person say, actually, it really helped me reflect on my own mental health and I recognize some things that I'm like, you know what, I think I might reach out for somebody. Like, yeah. this is totally okay. And then it's also, like, just in general, like, I was able to recognize and get somebody else support just as a, uh, not as a crisis mode with, you know, suicidal thoughts, but right. just, 
hey, something's going on with you. Like, yeah. how can I support you? Right, right. So it's, it's we, we talk about like general challenges, just general everyday mental health challenges and how do we support people, as well as talk about how do we manage crises? Because mm-hmm. um, both of those- Those are, are really important yes. because it runs the gamut. It, right. It does. It runs that uh, <laughs> from from the little things yeah. um, to those, like you said, the crises, um, right. the traumatic events, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if, you know, Especially those that are, you know, with a with a young person in your life, or you know, if you've got a colleague and you're just thinking, I hey, you know, I've noticed some things different. Like, come and just see if mm-hmm. you can learn something yeah. on how you can be that person and make the difference. Yeah. Well, and I just want to say, like, all young people, I can't, I can't say all, most, many, are really, really struggling. Mm-hmm. It is a hard. It's just been a hard time. Mm-hmm. Being a teenager is hard yeah. already. Even if you have a friend, like, I look great. Yeah, I'm fine. Everything you know. is fine. But, you know, like, I just know f- from firsthand experiences, you know, talking with um, with healthcare providers, mental health care providers, for my young people in my life, um, and they're like, you know, you're not alone mm-hmm. to to my young person. We're, you know, and so it it's a real issue. And yeah. they're dealing with heavy, 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 heavy. The amount of news that, we have access to right is 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 heavy i mean <laughs> it's a very different world than it was yeah even 10 years ago yeah. right yeah. um yeah and it's and even you know the news that they have access to and but then the topics that are that that the world that they live in mm-hmm. you know the different types of issues that they are facing every day as they're you know figuring out what life looks like so yeah um yeah i'm gonna go check my calendar once we're all done and Good. see if i'm available on i'm that glad day. and it will be yeah. one of you know it'll probably be one of my last few trainings so i would love to be the person to do that for you yeah um it used to be my favorite part of my job um, and yeah yeah roles change up but they do they do <laughs> they do they do okay we have about a minute or so left okay did we hit all the things on your list one really quick thing um are you space at the Plaza Mall, mm-hmm. we are going to stay open through the summer. <gasps> Wonderful. So we will be open Monday through Friday from 12 till 5. Uh, so all high school age students, not students, all high school age youth, youth. do not have to be a student, um, are welcome to come Good. between 12 and 5 at the at the Plaza Mall upstairs, right across the street, uh, street across the hall from Sale and the Chamber of Commerce, which is right upstairs on the Wells Fargo side. Mm-hmm. Come find us um, if you are an adult that have a young person, please share that information with them all summer long. We will be open. You'll be open. Good. That's wonderful news. So, yay. yay. All right. Well, thank you, Romanda Simpson thank you for uh, and the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition team for all that you do to help to really yeah, nurture uh, a healthy community for all. It's so, wonderful. We love what we do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm Catherine Tatsuda. That is the end of my time with you this week. I'll be back next week with, uh, with some surprise guests, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I hope you have a good day and I'll talk to you soon. Take care.